Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Michael Sandoval and Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Sandoval. And I'm the other host, Chris Detzel. Well, hello there, other, other host. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I would change it up a little, Michael. As you, as you have, as you have. Well done, well done. Cheers, cheers. So we're, we're just uh, back to back from another episode we did on Friday. We, we just enjoyed that one so much, we're kind of popping in another one. But to give you an idea of that last one, Chris had brought up, he had several questions that came up as a result of you kind of doing an all-hands meeting with the talking about your community at Realtio. And and they had we had some pretty good chit-chat discussions. We were just bouncing off some questions that you had, and they were really fun. So that we could continue yeah, with, with that. And how about you? I think, wait, I think you asked the – I asked the first one, then now uh, back for – anyway, why don't you give it a go? Why don't you ask the first one? Yeah, I'll, I'll ask the first question because I'm, I'm interested to get your take. Obviously, I'll have a take on it. So, you know, when you first start out a community or even as you go on community, moderation becomes highly important. How do you moderate the content given the presence that there's actually customers there? Yes, yeah, so this is an interesting one. So I, I kind of know where I guess the I guess the where this is coming from. But let me ask you a question to before answer. Were they was do you do you feel it was they were concerned because customers were asking questions that may be a bit too revealing too much of their own company? Like they wouldn't say something because their other competitors are online or is it more um, saying something back to a customer? I think that there's a few things in there. So one, it could be that, hey, we're scared that that uh, somebody might say something badly uh, about the brand. Yeah, so yeah, what do you yeah. do on that? Two is what if... And, and I'm getting to some other questions, but it really does relate to this is, you know, what if the the answer is wrong or not completely right, you know, uh, and how do we look at that? Um, and it could be maybe what you said, but I think those two are kind of the biggest reasons somebody would ask that. Yeah, no, it's, it's a really good question. And the reason I'm asking is to understand where the energy was coming from. In this Usually in these kind of B2B situations, I've seen the question arise because of two reasons. One is ideas. And when customers express a problem or express a fix to something that we've found, that's IP, right? So generally someone gets concerned that someone's going to be discussing someone's IP, whether it's the company's IP or the customer's IP. And... So the way I tend to respond to those is like, well, first, if they express it physically on the community, that's now, we generally say because of the user license, you've given us the right to use it. (laughs) And it'll be very hard to protect if everyone starts to read it, right? So yeah, in a sense, it's kind of buyer beware or be careful what you put on there. If it is, uh, uh, what's it called? If it's just a if it's a branding element uh, for us or for, for the company itself, this is where I talk about this idea of self-moderation. You know, we may have one person that'll say something bad, but it's going to be countered with other individuals who we're going to defend and say. Um, yeah. 
that's how I kind of treat it. But what what are your thoughts around this? How did you? Yeah, you give a, a very more of a corporate response. You know, mine is more. <laughs> you know, I answer, but uh, I would say like this. Um, one, I'm going to answer the question about moderation, how we moderate, and uh, you know those kinds of things. So one is, you know, whenever I set up new communities at first, uh, and I might keep this on for at least a year, maybe longer. Anybody's first post is moderated, um, and the reason is a lot of reasons. Is because one, spam. Two, I want to make sure uh, when I read their first post, it's legit. You know, because you don't have literally thousands of people coming in and posting, so I can manage that. You know, I go in every day or ten times a day, whatever it is, to see who's posted, who hasn't, and then accept that post. <laughs> that really does help, and. So, uh, so I'll I'll do that to manage the moderation piece. Two is, if somebody says something bad about your community, and and we, let's define bad. So bad could be like I'm having a problem with this product, and it's and it's you know whatever it sucks or something like that, right? So, you know, I tell people is how you respond to that question is the important thing. Not deleting it, not moderating it. But responding to that, I do like how you mentioned. Hey, you know, maybe others will chime in and, and things like that. But um, I try not, as best as possible, to delete anything. But I'm not saying that there's not reasons to delete certain things. But that should be a rare case. Does that make sense? Um, it does. I was going to say that's that's, and I'm wondering <clears throat> if that is where the question came in. Like, yeah, if somebody says something bad about our product, can we delete that comment? I'm, I'm surprised they didn't say it, but I'm sure that's where it comes from. I think that does come in later uh, on one of the other questions. We probably won't go over, but so that is a question that has been asked. And my my answer to that is we will not necessarily delete it. It's actually my hope that we don't delete it. Um, and the other piece of that question is, do we moderate content that if, let's say, somebody posts a question and the answer from somebody else is not completely right? And I said, the way we moderate that is maybe you as the expert comes in and said, hey, thanks for that question uh, at so-and-so mentioned blah, 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 but I think you actually need to do these things. Um, because really what you're trying to encourage is engagement, encourage people to do things. The last thing you want to do, especially on a first post or first answer, is say, you're wrong. Oh, my God. You know, and then delete it and then you know reprimand that person and, and fire, stuff fire. Like that. <laughs> You're wrong. Yeah, I mean, so I think it's all about how you react and how you uh, engage in that moderation. So, I don't know. Yeah, this this whole gets down to this idea of transparency. The more you're transparent and upfront with the person who's participating, then I think we can all, as human beings, make very logical uh, assessment of the value of something. And <clears throat> there's always going to be some Yahoo is going to say something bad. And the way you react, 100% agree with the way you said. The way it's an opportunity for us to highlight our positives, not to sound marketing, but you, there are some probably some good mo comments to come back to it. But deleting it seems a little bit, uh, a little bit vicious, <clears throat> a little too much. I I agree, and it's funny because as I asked that question, uh, I think we answered kind of uh, two other questions. So I won't we ask them because the one I want to get into. There was one that you had that sounded very familiar with this one. Um, well, that's not the next, but yeah, the next question is, um, 
Yeah, we'll get into that one. So I'm curious, though, in your experience, how did you manage posts that contain negative information on the brand or how we how would that be facilitated is the next question. Ah, so you well, you, we almost answered that. So yeah. and like in corporate, like I hate to say the way corporate speak, but whatever, but uh, you almost you you bring that up and you almost what I would do right about now is show my moderation guideline process, right? Yeah. Where you know, hey, moderation comes in a few flavors. You know, the first flavor is going to be uh, upfront moderation. You just mentioned it. Every post that comes in is going to get moderated. The guidelines for moderation are around this is the like bad or mischievous or ugly, bad words. Those things are going to immediately yeah. get up there. <clears throat> Two is going to be. Uh, those are also in the terms and conditions. When you first log in, you accept the terms and conditions, and it says all that stuff there, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And as part of that automation process, there's also a way for individual users to say, hey, there's something wrong with this post, and that can get re-moderated back into the system. Uh, the, the second one is going to be around expert moderation, right? Which is this idea that an expert who is in there, they're reading through the comments, and they can respond in kind to that. And then last is going to be community moderated, which is someone is in the community and a, a member has responded in some way. And then as you grow your community, then you can expand your moderation to not only just individuals, but to other members. There are some communities that allow members that are not affiliated with the company at all to help moderate because the discussion is going pretty deep. I've really seen that in B2B so much because we don't have, tend to have things that are incredibly so exciting that we have to have a, a, a yes, separate It's moderate. not a political <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's not or... politics or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. When you think of master data management, I mean, what political uh, what, Yeah, how, how heated a discussion is that going to get? <laughs> who's going to troll your account? But, but having those like kind of very defined kind of, we'll call it, funneling of something can help mitigate. Then there's always the catch-all. There will be some in which one of us will have to get involved. Those are rare occasions. These processes usually help out. Yeah, it's, I don't really have a, another good answer for that. I mean, you, you did really well. So a mistake I did make whenever, and I know people like to hear about mistakes and not to, but um, I had kind of this, this community at Imperva and after you start getting lots of good content on there, it takes probably a year, uh, you start getting bots that start attacking your, oh yeah, 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 creating logins and all that stuff. And, you know, you know, I kept, so I started getting a ton of that and, you know, because it was not a, um, it was an open community. So anybody could create a login and yeah. put a profile out there. Not every, mo every po first post was moderated, but what I didn't, know or think about was yes you can moderate that and you could put captcha on there and my first mistake is i didn't have captcha on the registration which oh, okay, okay. That, that's a mistake you know and then so always have captcha and, and two um they go in and post but then they can create multiple accounts that are automatically accepted and put stuff on their profile that is just auto, you know, putting like movie this, movie that, DVD this, DVD, and I'm like, okay, so somehow I'm gonna have to have a closed, you know, profile something. So you know, it was just, 
it's always something. I mean, I guess, you know, something you always told me is, look, you know, you hit it big whenever you start getting these bots kind of attacking your site, you know, in some way, you know, yeah. but yay or yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had, I had the digital marketing team, the SEO person. Hey, Chris, um, we need to stop this now because, you know, that's going to mess up our SEO for the brand, you know, and I'm like, so I did, but still. <laughs> he's right, by the way. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I was, I did everything I could to stop mm -hmm. it. And that was right before I was leaving. So luckily, you know, I nipped that in the bud before I left uh, in Perva. But, you know, um, going back to the vendor, that's where the vendor can excel. Hmm. Anyway, but didn't mean to catch up. Looks no, like no, you're not no. the subject. No, that, that's interesting. We'll have to talk about that because mm. I, I didn't know that they could help do some of that. So. Yes, more than likely, there's an open port somewhere that allows them to create. And I forget one of them we were using with the intelligent platform, and it was the port that allowed them to create an API connection was causing. So if somebody knew the technology, they could just rerun it all the time. So we couldn't close it because we were using the APIs. You know, one of those kind of weird yeah. things. But yeah. You're, but at the same time, I remember arguing like, we clearly know about it. There gotta be a solution. Yeah. You gotta push the vendors. That's good information to know for down the road for me. Yeah. Um, so another question, and it's kind of related to moderation. I think we touched upon it, you know, but how do you how uh will there be a verification mechanism or QC of uh the non-branded responses to questions so users know the answer is accurate and correct? I think we touched upon that already. May have, but this is the one I wanted to talk about. Okay. This is a really, I think, something you can set yourself apart from your competition. Uh, and because, okay, communities are very well known for a lot of people asking questions and maybe they get their response. Yeah. But the value is the quality of the response. Like, hey, every time I go in there, it seems like all the answers are well-founded, well-researched, and people know their shit. There's kind of a couple ways we can do it. One is when very common is validation of an answer. You know, in some technologies, mm -hmm. I think... You uh, can do that with most yeah, of them. Yeah. most of them. Like, yes, check, right? And then you can do... Best some answer, stuff like that. Best answer. And there's a couple ways you can rate the best answer. Mm -hmm. This is the fun part. You can say best community-rated answer, or you can say best expert answer. In other words... You can either distinguish it by the person who responded, which was an employee or an expert, and that has a different look and feel. You can sort on it so you can look at expert answers, or you validated the answer with an expert. So a community person may have answered it. It looks correct, and not only does it look correct, not ding, I give it the gold star. That would be a valuable asset because then you can say something like, because everybody likes to tout their number of posts and numbers of answers available on their product. You know, I've seen one, I think it was on, gosh, I want to say it was one of the CAD um, companies. It says, you know, half a million questions, half a million answers or something like that. Some crazy number like that. Like Autodesk or something or? I think it was Autodesk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's valuable. Like, hey, that's a lot of IP. What if you could add the, you know, the seal of approval type of thing, marketing, you know, yeah. 50,000 questions, you know, 90% expert answered or something like that. That'd be kind of fun. You're taking me back to Excel 
And I mean, I remember you talking about this stuff on, you know, uh, uh, ratings and reviews and stuff like that. So. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, a great. Yeah, well, didn't even think about it. Yep, you're absolutely right. This idea of being able to brand the value and the quality of your answer. Without that, we all know just the simple getting somebody to validate the answer with the green or something is how that's going to work. That's really going to work. Um, I, I think that an individual community member would know that the help they're getting there is everyone, not from the expert. Otherwise, you would have called 1-800-REALTY-HELPS you know, yeah. or whatever. Realtio, but yeah. Yeah, real, yeah Realtio. I always keep mispronouncing it. But, yeah. I mean, your thoughts. How did you answer? What was your... Yeah, I think I really like that. Um, I didn't dive into that piece, which which I think that best answer is really a good um, tactic to drive from an, an engagement standpoint. Um and more so now that I just had this conversation, I knew it was always important, but thinking about how important the expert answer that uh, just if, whatever you have in the platform, use it for the best of, of your ability. So I think that that's a, a really good answer you had, Mike. Cool. Um, what I would say is- It's Michael. Yeah, I know. I said Mike, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got me on that one. Um, <laughs> so I I just said, look, um, how we answer the question is important. I was like, if somebody comes in there and they gives, let's just say, partly of a, a wrong answer, or maybe it's completely wrong, you know, depending on, hey, if it's completely wrong, then we need to make sure that we let them know, and then we could possibly kind of get rid of that or ask that customer or whoever answered it wrongly to to take it off. So that that that's probably a reason why to take something like that off. But two is is if it's partly right, and and maybe they've actually done a workaround or whatever to make something happen and work, then, you know, how we address that answer uh, and the question is is basically being kind to both people, right? So, hey, so-and-so, here's what I would do if I were you at so-and-so said this, but I don't know that I would recommend doing these things. Here's the proper way to do it or something. So, you know, what I want to say is I don't want to discourage engagement or answers that people are given because the last thing you want to do is get people to leave if they're trying to engage in the right way. Does that make sense? Oh, 100%. And so I'm going to show you something that, <laughs> uh, hold on a second. Uh... Well, I'd say the, the other piece to that is, um, you know, if we're, tr what was I going to say? If we're trying to uh, encourage engagement, um, you know, we kind of, want to push for them to want to answer again, you know, if, if that person said the wrong thing. I think that's what I said. I had another thought there and I can't remember what it was. Yeah. I and I didn't, so I didn't draw this really well to scale. I don't know if you can see this, but you know, it's my, it's just, I love my graphs. So, so it's just, okay. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to show you right now. So like if I had a graph where this was your tolerance of time, it takes to solve an answer mm. and the quality of the answer you know, Google sits right here. In other words, you may spend some time that you think is appropriate to find the answer. It may lead you to the community uh, where you spend a little bit more time finding the answer. But as you keep spending more time to find your answer, you're hoping that the quality of the answer increases so that maybe the call center is next. Well, their best be damn give you the right answer and the quality of that content should be pretty good. To the point we were actually talking to support engineers 
yeah. your time with them is going to be, uh, we'll just say that you expect that the quality is incredibly high and that the time of response is going to be relatively quick because you're pretty much talking to one person about your problem. So if you're doing it over the phone, now this could be through a Zendesk ticket system yeah, or whatever, all, right? All kind of, but putting into this graph of about the tolerance you're willing to give versus the quality helps to show where you fit. And now they'll say, well, that's great, Mike. And then I'll say, guess what? Without community, you would have missed this early adopter stage. Ah. Yeah, you know, like that. This, you've just made people upset because they didn't travel with you in the tolerance curve. So you just jumped them from, I'm really upset now. You better answer my damn question. <laughs> so this really helps in brand. This helps you in perception. And yes, you can give a little bit up in quality, but there's an avenue in this tolerance deal. Anyway, I can stop doing show and tell. I like it. I like that a lot. This will go on YouTube at some point on video. And I was pointing to like a screen that no one has anything I was talking about, but hopefully that. Well, works. you know, unless they watch the YouTube video. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so the the last one's on uh, YouTube already and posted. Oh, so. amazing! You didn't even give me a chance. You didn't. You didn't, you didn't even pop. You just. And I was ooh. so excited, and you know our. Um, to be a little upfront is, you know, our numbers have been going way up lately and people have been listening in. And so, you know, I'm just trying to get people um, engaged as much as possible. So, mm. so we have time for at least one more one question. More? Yeah, go for it. Uh, maybe two at the most, but this was an interesting, I, I think we should uh, cover maybe the metric piece next time or even the engagement piece. So there's two questions that maybe we'll just look at two questions, metrics and engagement on the next, if you want to do that Friday. But um, let's think about this one. And, and maybe this is too long. I don't know yet. But uh, how have you been able to get customers involved in go-to-market activities such as webinars, news releases, analyst testimonies, and media interviews? What's the plan to do that with um, with the online community? That's a, I feel that was a loaded question for you. It was. It was a very uh, marketing type question. Yeah. The loaded question part was all these other things that we normally do, which is webinars, news releases, analyst testimonials. Where does it fit into this, you know, circle? <laughs> that's that's what he was asking, asking for a friend. You know, that, that's what it felt like. <laughs> and I and, and I just said that's your job, not mine. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like your entire job. You know, what is well, that's what it is. In fact, it comes from a place of fear. Like, how do I control the message with all these things going on when I have this, you know, community? The way I answered this, Michael, and 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 maybe this kind of um helps a little bit is um look, the goal of community uh for us is gonna be uh, a self-help uh, uh, self-help and, and getting customers answers quickly to their questions. And then from there, we will have programs such as webinar programs that include a deep dive into the community. We'll have our own experts give those, have customers come in to engage with those experts and each other when possible. AMAs, ask me anything that are live webinars that 
customers come as they are, ask any question about a specific area. Um, and, and then over time, what that leads to is, and as you reward, recognize, and those kinds of things, build that program, you know, customers will want to do webinars or maybe they'll even want to give you a rating and review, or maybe they'll want to, you know, give a testimonial uh, and those kinds of things. I was like, you have to build that program. So to me, you know, I said, so, so that's one, that's what community is going to do. Uh, and, and, and B, there are programs also that you can build to say, hey, these customers are really engaged. Uh, let's build a program that allows them to become, I don't know, uh, MVPs or super users. But this is how you become a super user by maybe giving us a rating review and these things. And these are the rewards you get to talk to product managers, you know, once a month and be on their own uh, webinars and that kind of stuff. And so uh, I was like, but I'm not doing that today. I'm not building those programs today uh, because I said I'm the only person in uh, community. So what I'm going to build is content, uh, engagement, and the community. I mean, like, you know, so uh, that's pretty much how I answered it. And I was very direct um, when I said it. Does that make sense? It does. Uh, um, and I would say something very similar. I look at it as the first and foremost thing that what support is doing for the brand is the support pillar. So when you're going to market to sell a product, apart from other features that is valuable in the B2B market, one is on support. And this is a great story to tell about support. Creating a very kind of class A community may be so valuable that the reason somebody picks your product was not the features, but the fact that you have a robust support. And that's part of your brand value, right? That's great. That's the way I would market it to consumers. The other half about this, if, if you get that to work, and that's the number one goal, then you have the opportunity to leverage it to find, say, um, people who would be your first on your alpha program, folks who would talk about it, or you give an early release so they can talk about it on the community. Uh, you can get direct customer testimonials from those who are the most active on the on the platform. Uh, there are ways for you to help by creating a best-in-class support can lend itself to creating rabid users that people just want to talk about your product naturally. Yeah. And there's really good data that you will you will probably consider, if not buy, a product that was recommended by a colleague than that from a salesperson, right? Hmm. And yeah, if you are well, already true. good in your product and you just get that extra lift, your propensity of purchase goes up. So that's how I kind of would wrap yeah, it all I, up. I like that. It. I like that a lot. Yeah. I would say it's funny because I talked to that same person um, and he was telling me the way that – so a big thing now that Gartner does, so when you look at brands like ours, every vendor is big into Gartner or Forrester and what they say about us. Um, and so like – Gartner, because of um, uh, the pandemic that went on, they decided yeah. instead of doing the user or the way they kind of rate or they review kind of, you know, weight uh, products and stuff or vendors like us, they just looked at ratings and reviews. They have a ratings and reviews uh, backend that you can go and rate and people can go and rate and review their products. So they said, okay, Realtio has X number of ratings and reviews. And you've got a four point whatever, 
Uh, and so that's how we're going to uh, establish you by the market. You're either like, you know, really good, not really good, or I don't know, however they do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm curious how they collect the data, but I understand the thought process around it. Customer, well, the way they collect it is your customer comes to the site, to Gartner site, and do, does a peer review or a review, a review. And that review has, and sometimes they're rewarded for it, sometimes they're not, and they review it. Um, and then that's posted in on Gartner's reviews. So yeah. customers now can go in there and look at it, you know? So if I was, that sounds almost as mastermindfully that I would have done something like that equally. <laughs> exactly. Well, how, can you, we get, how can we get all these leads from other companies that use these products, but yet at the same time, talk about it mm-hmm. on our site. Oh my God, that's brilliant. Well, that's exactly <laughs> what I did. I was like, and then what yeah. happens, you create a frenzy. Like you now, it just becomes like, it just becomes like uh, uh, Yelp. Go on Yelp and yeah. vote for us. And they're trying and now to- Now every over. single vendor, including ours, is sending their customers to this Gartner website, yes. peer reviews or whatever. And everybody, you know, they might get, you know, $100 gift card, $20 gift yeah. card for doing it. And actually Gartner, I think sometimes is giving it to them. And sometimes we are, we're like, we'll give customer like the first 20 customers to review us a hundred dollar gift card or whatever. Right. Yeah. Cause they want, the, they want both the review and because I'm sure Gartner's releasing to Google, it'll appear in Google's yeah. reviews. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So while I would have, okay, really good Gartner strategy, by the way, kudos. It was. Uh, kudos to them. Absolutely brilliant. Well done. Golf clap. Uh, but I think your story, your corner story is true, which is this idea that they're using user-generated uh, comments about your product in the free market space. Yeah. And I think that's fair. So in other words, your share of voice or your how well you service a customer is now recorded on the internet. And that, that that's part of the, the, the purchase system. It's pretty much the community. Yeah. 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 Well, Michael, this was good. Yeah. As always, Chris, this is fun. I enjoy this stuff. No, I do too, man. It's <laughs> it's real life stuff that's being asked, you know, and, and I've been asked several times, not just from this company, but from a past company and a company before that, right? So yep. um, I think this is good. Well, Michael, thanks so much. Well, thank you, Chris, as always. And we'll get a chance to chit-chat with some more questions next time. And for that, I am one of your hosts, Michael Sandoval. And I'm Chris Detzel. All right, Chris, talk to you later.